And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United, a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. Their goal, their mission, what they are dedicated to is making sure prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. And right now in a global pandemic, I'm sure we could all be living a little bit of a, of a healthier life. Uh, so the pharmacist, the person in your community who is dedicated to making sure that you live a healthy life uh, has partnered up with Generous United to make sure that you receive an attentive personalized service while you save money on prescription drugs. If you're looking for more information, head on over to generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca and see if some of their products line up with your prescription drugs. And at the same time, you're going to be able to save money on your prescription drugs. Whether it's you, a family member, loved one, same thing. Uh, We can all be benefiting from Generous United right now. This episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Club. They are a new sponsor with us here at High Button Sports, and we're excited to welcome them to the High Button family. Make sure to warm up the sticks before hitting the course this summer. Only an hour outside of Halifax, a Graham Cook designed course, which is maintained exceptionally well. Okay, we were there before the HRM shut down. The greens were fantastic and that was mid-April. So imagine what they're going to look like May, uh, June, July, August, all the way all, all the way into uh, the fall. So Osprey Golf, you have to be there. High Button Sports will be there. It's a family-owned course it is operated by the family you can finish your round with a newly renovated patio have a cold one or two you know how to celebrate golf once you're done the 18th hole whether you played good or bad you will always have fun at osprey ridge golf course located at exit 12 like i said an hour out of the city so once hrm opens back up make sure to head on out there Man, we're back. I'm sorry. I apologize for the the break in the podcast here, but we haven't been able to have anyone in the studio really since the shutdown. And I'm not uh, the biggest fan of the Zoom podcast, as as I'm sure some of you know. We we still might do them. You know, I've been talking to a couple of buddies that are that are away, and we might do the Zoom podcast here. But for the time being, I'm really just trying to do uh, in person uh, a podcast. Um, that's just the way it's always been with us. I, I just enjoy that. Uh, so I guess we kind of found a loophole. We're just going to do the podcast outside for the time being. Um, you know, trust me, we've had, uh, you know, some guys that are in the NHL right now say, yeah, okay, I'll come on the podcast, but let's just wait till I'm home because it, it's it's an experience when you come on this podcast, being in the studio, being face-to-face. So, you know, it's we definitely have guests lined up. But at the same time, the guest and even myself, I'm not going to lie to myself here. I don't even really want to talk to anyone on Zoom. Um, like I said, though, it, it could happen. You know, worst case scenario, we, we get a Zoom podcast and and try to keep these podcasts, uh, I guess, more consistent during this this lockdown here in the HRM. But, you know, Mark's not here. Jeff's not here. Dudes isn't here. Nobody's able to. Aiden's not here. Everyone, you know, we can't even have anyone in the studio. So it's just been tough to, to operate. But this past week, I've been, uh, I guess, you know, sitting and thinking about how we can operate this company uh with a, with a lockdown and I think I figured out you know some things and essentially the the, the answer is golf it's it's outdoors uh, we're going to be able to shoot content outdoors um and today's podcast is uh, is Jack Gillis 
Yeah, and he's a big golf guy. He's from around here. He's good friends with Tyler Heinem. I think I met Jack maybe three years ago. Yeah, maybe three years ago. I don't even know. Time time flies these days. Um, but I was talking to Jack the other day, and uh, I thought it would be a great idea for him to come over. We're going to sit outside on the back deck and chop it up about golf here in Nova Scotia. Um, golf has consumed my life in the past two weeks. It's it's a uh, how do I explain it? I bet there's guys out there and girls out there that have played golf their whole life and they don't even really know how to explain it. It's extremely rewarding, but at the same time, extremely frustrating. But I'm starting to figure out the rhythm of it. You know, I, I go to these golf courses and I go to these driving ranges and, and everyone wants to give you advice. That's the thing. I want to give you advice, give you a tip. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. Um, and I, to be quite honest with you, I'm finding that what's working for me is just my own certain style, almost like my career. You know, everyone gives you career advice. What do you want to do? Do this, do that. And until you just kind of do your own thing, um, oh my God, as I'm doing this, there's a pipe that's leaking in the basement. Are you fucking kidding me? No. No. Okay, well, I'm going to have to figure that out as soon as I'm done this uh, intro here. Where is that coming from? Okay. Um, anyways, but yeah, golf uh, golf has consumed my life these past two weeks, and it's been enjoyable. I've been loving it. Um, it's a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of fun for the for the the group of people I hang out with. It's challenging, but at the same time, like I said, it's rewarding. There's no better feeling than hitting a par. I still haven't hit a birdie yet, so I'm I'm excited to see what that feeling is like. But uh, you know, hit, hitting a par on a par five or a par four and just putting that in, they're, they're, you, you almost feel like a pro, even though you're nowhere near it. Uh, it's a, it's a, like I said, an addicting feeling, and I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see where this summer takes me and see how much I can improve my golf game and, and, and see where it takes me. So it's going to be a great summer. I'm excited to talk to Jack. He's been playing for years, so I'm excited to see what he has to say about the province of Nova Scotia and its relationship with golf. Uh, we're going to try to do a lot of golf content over the summer and, and mic people up, whether you're amateur. I don't even know if there's any pro golfers that live in Nova Scotia. But if there is, you know, we, we'd love to get in contact with them and figure out how we can do something with them. Um, but this all kind of comes back to, to what I was talking about at the beginning of, I don't even know, maybe three, four, five months ago about how the summer's around the corner and you have to be open to new experiences. Golf right now is just my new experience and what I'm looking forward to. So, uh, it's going to be a great episode. I'm excited. We're talking to Jack. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Okay. All right, Jack, we're going. All righty. How's life? It's good. This is uh, this is fun. I didn't really know what to expect. I'm probably one of the least important people to ever come on this show. <laughs> um, we don't have anyone coming on the show at this point. Yeah. So the fact that you're here, you're the most no, important one. Yeah, it's good. Usually someone has uh, a stick or a jersey to bring you before the show or a beer or whatever beer they're company with. Yeah. But I got nothing. You got me a beer, but so we're good. Yeah, we're chilling. We're sure. Let's get another cheers going for the camera. Cheers. cheers. Welcome. Thank you I like coming. the glove. The glove's good. I appreciate it. Um the game of golf has like i said before you got here it's consumed my life it's consumed my wallet mm -hmm. it's consumed uh, a big portion of myself the past month it's incredibly addicting it's incredibly frustrating but at the same time when i wake up even when i'm going to sleep at night i'm thinking about that chip on the third hole i can't stop thinking about it mm -hmm. it's For unbelievably sure. addictive whether whether it's a good shot or a bad shot that you hit you're it's you're thinking about it like yesterday i played and 
I was playing a match with my buddies and and we me and my buddy we lost yeah. and and there was a couple of bad shots we hit and I I was was thinking about them like man like that was such a shitty shot like and, and you just keep thinking about it and thinking about it and you want to like go out in that exact moment and like hit that shot again whether it's in the dark at 10:30 at night yeah you're always thinking about it but for sure especially especially now because of covid you know everyone's a golfer everyone everyone's coming out to golfing because it's really the only thing you can do I feel, I, I've heard from golfers that play a lot there's a lot more fours four now than sure. there were because yeah. there's a lot of new golfers for sure. just, and, and and that's great for the game too because a little bit closer you gotta hold that yeah, up. yeah okay yeah it's good for the game just because uh you know before covid uh, the golf industry it wasn't dying but it wasn't great it was hard to get new people into the game and how to make it you know eventful for them because golf is a time-consuming game and people don't have four or five hours of their day to just go play yeah and now that people now have do. a lot of time on their hands right so you can get out and play which is great i mean everywhere every place now has like wait lists for memberships or even tea times it's almost impossible yeah. to find yeah so and that's great for the game and even even some people that don't even like to play golf you can just go with your buddies into the driving range and blast balls in a field yeah so you know it's good to showcase the game right now because uh, it is a great sport to play you can be outside and it's in a safe environment yeah and uh, there's a lot of different ways you can have fun with it so how long sure. have you been playing for um i started in about i was 10 or 12 uh, 10 or 12 i started i used to be I used to paddle in the summer, so okay. uh, I'd play hockey in the winter and I'd paddle in the summer, and it would kind of be like my training for yeah, hockey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was hard work though paddling. So we'd go and you'd be at the lake like nine o'clock. You'd leave around three or four. We'd go for like three kilometer runs, like three days a week. Like I and remember it'd be those. Hard, and it would be hard. It's hard work, and I was yeah. like, this isn't really how I want to spend my summers. And what uh, what club were you with? I was with Abenaki. So uh, I was that's with Masqua. Okay. So we definitely competed yeah, against each for other. Sure. Yeah, and. Um, a couple of my other buddies, they played baseball and golf in the summer, so they'd golf all day, yeah. and they'd always, you know, at baseball, they'd always be raving about all these shots they hit and their score, and they'd be talking about handicaps, and I didn't know what they were talking about, and so one day, I went with went out with them uh, to Montague, where I work now in the summers while I'm going to school, Okay. and I was hooked after that round. I was like, this is how I want to spend Did you my have summers. a good round, though? Like, I hit it while, like, the first, like, I was, like, it was, like, a 60-yard shot, and I hit a driver on, onto the green, but I was, like, this is awesome. So, like, it was one shot that got you hooked, it not was a the very, Yeah, it was the very first shot, because I just remember that uh, being, like, I put it on the green with a driver from 50 yards. Wow. But, and I was hooked, and I just loved it so much, and and then after that, I was, like, nagging my parents. I was, like, I just want to play golf. Like, I don't want to paddle. Like, I could care less about it, and, you know, they were fine with it, and they, like, my family, like, there's no golf background in my family. Like, it's just my friends got me into it. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. I love it. And yeah, yeah, I quit paddling. I've been golfing ever since. Like when I was a junior, like when I first quit, my grandmother, she'd write me a check at Christmas and a check at Easter. And those would, that would be my golf membership. For this, <laughs> ah, for that's the year. awesome. It was wicked. Yeah. I wish she would do that now. Cause it's like $1,700 for a membership. Is it more pricey this year than it has been in the past? Uh, yeah. Prices went up. I think most courses like for so memberships. Golf yeah. courses know they can make money. So they're taking for advantage sure. of they it. They are taking yeah. advantage of it, which is, I mean, you got to run a business, Yeah. which I get, but yeah, like my membership went up a couple hundred bucks this year. Did it? Mm -hmm. But, uh, I started as a junior. I played at Grandview, so now I'm a member at Heartland Point, which is okay. in Eastern Passage. So we're going today. Yeah, that's where we're going today. So uh, I started at Grandview with all my buddies, and then once I got old enough, I started working there, working at the back shop, uh, just like cleaning carts, picking up balls on the range, okay. or whatever. So I was there a year, a, a year or two, two years, I think, and then they actually they fired me. Why? Yeah, so I was a garbage worker. <laughs> I just I was not the hardest worker there, and. Um, <laughs> Like I, you know, some of the carts, they'd be dirty and some of the golf balls, like I didn't wash all the golf balls and I slacked off. And then the, so the, 
the tipping point for them though was I it was, so on Mondays at at Grandview they closed the range from four to seven because they they what's called clean pick. Okay. So you you got to go in the woods. You got to hit all the balls out on back onto the range. So you got to go into the woods. You got to go in the woods to hit all the balls that went. Yeah. That the golfers hit into the woods. Okay. So you got to hit them back out, and then you take the like the ranger that yeah. picks up the balls, and you had to pick up all the balls because on Tuesday mornings maintenance cut the range. They cut they cut okay. the grass. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you don't get all the ball, if you don't get all the balls, then they're just gonna get eaten up by the by the mower. I got you. So you got to pick them, make sure there's no balls out. So there was like three or four of us that were working the shift, and you know we we got done. You know you're scheduled from four to seven, yeah. And we got done around six six thirty, signed out for seven, yeah. Got our three yeah. hours. So then we had a half hour to kill. So a couple of the guys left, and I stayed. I stayed because I was hungry. So I went into the restaurant. I know I probably got a hamburger or something. Smart move. Yeah, I was starving, and it was good. And. Uh, but my luck, my boss, he was out playing with his buddies, and he was done the ninth hole, and he came at the turn, and he oh. saw me eating food and was like, that's weird. Like, he should be out on the range, like, working and, like, oh. picking up the balls, and here he is seeing me eat a hamburger. And that was that was the final Did the he final fire you straw. on the spot? No, he, he didn't fire me email. on the spot, no, because I was working the next day, and he called me, and he's like, come in the office. See, like, that's the worst. I'd rather get fired right yeah, on the spot. Yeah, well, I didn't even see it coming, but, you know... Um, it was funny. I mean, it's funny to laugh at it now. I mean, it's all good with, with them, and they're good guys, and I just laugh about it now. And then, uh, yeah, then I just went to, and then I've been at Montague ever, ever since then. But it's just been a good, It was that was like a good wake-up call in my point of life. It's like, this is a real job. Like, you actually have real responsibilities. Yeah. Like, you got to be accountable. I think I was... 15, 16, yeah. yeah. I was in high school. It's hard to blame anyone at that yeah, age. Yeah, but you know what? Anything. You know what? It's funny to look, just look back and yeah, laugh at is. it. And it was a good experience. I mean, I got to play golf for free for a couple of years. I didn't have yeah. to pay for a membership. I'm sure that was good for my grandmother. Didn't have to write me a check. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the key to what I find with myself is being able not play for free, but to play, playing consistently. I know, like I said, it's taking a hit on my wallet for mm -hmm. sure, whether it's the driving range, whether it's paying, you know, 60 bucks to play 18 holes. Is that like 60 bucks? Is that, um, is that yeah, on par? Well, that, that is for like most courses that are 18 holes. 60 bucks 60 yeah. bucks yeah in the summertime it gets more expensive because it's nicer out yeah and courses take advantage of that so in the spring and fall is when you're going to get your cheaper golf because the weather isn't great yeah but yeah 60 bucks is if you're looking to play 18 holes and a cart yeah probably around yeah. 60 bucks um it can be expensive, which sucks, especially if you play a lot and don't have a membership. Yeah. Because then it all adds up, and you're like, oh, if I just got a membership, it probably would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, so I've heard. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, with people just getting into golf, like, you you know, you hit that good shot, and you're like, and I want to hit another one again. It's so addicting. Yeah. And just the key to, like, playing golf is just, like, to get your reps in and playing consistently. Because if you don't play consistently, yeah. and that's but that's with everything, too, in sports. Yeah. is like, if you don't play enough, you're never really going to get good at it but one of those yeah. things it's you got to stick with it my thing is so here's the thing with me at the very beginning i don't know what did courses open up beginning of april uh some, some open in march. march i played in march yeah so pro i was probably playing april i probably got two rounds in played terrible and i just had a conversation with myself it's like okay justin before you go back out and spend another 60 dollars, spend 30 dollars at the driving range spend hours there and figure out your clubs and figure out what you're good at so before you know probably from beginning of april from when i played all the way up until maybe a week maybe two weeks ago i didn't play i was just at the driving range figuring out my uh i guess my mechanics and then coming home going on youtube looking at uh one guy i really like uh Ben Hogan, his name is. Yep, ben, yeah, he's, Man, an old, he's an old guy. I, I, he has some great videos on YouTube on how to on how to drive the ball. But at the end of the day, when I find myself going back to the driving range, or even just playing, it's not about what everyone's been telling me. It's about what makes 
most sense for me and what's most comfortable for me mm-hmm. on my driver i'm probably swinging that thing 50, maybe 40% hard, like my 40% mm-hmm. power. But here's the thing. It's going straight. It's not going far, but at least it's not going You're in the play. woods left and right, yeah. and I'm not dropping a ball for another swing. Yeah. So my, my game plan is with every single club I have, um, swing 40, 50, God, maybe 60% and keep it straight so I'm not dropping a ball. And that's been working for me at least for the past two to three weeks. And hopefully by August I'll be able to bring a power swing maybe up to 80%. But that's just my game plan going forward. And with that I'm having more fun because I'm not in the woods every shot looking for the ball. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, especially when you're playing golf and you're new to it, I mean, you just want to you want to get up there and you just want to crush the ball. 100%. And, and that's, that's what people want. They want to see the ball go super far. Yeah. And that thing and sometimes with people that are new it's like you just dial the swing back slow it down a little bit just just see something put it in play yeah. you know get it so you're not losing a ball every hole and having to drop and and just kind of doing something that works for you and just being consistent to yourself like yeah. if you're playing with you know your buddies who do you know play a lot and they're hitting it you know 250 260 down the middle and you're hitting it you know 200 210 it's not a big deal you're still in play and yeah. you're, you're not really comparing yourself to them it's, it's just about yourself 100 percent. and that's like that's my hockey background and like the ego a little bit it's like yeah. oh he can do that i can do that too exactly but then you almost have to, it's it, i can't even i can't compare it to any other sport uh mentally because you know if you have a hockey puck and maybe you got a basketball you, you uh, it, it, it not basketball but any sport that requires power, like a hockey shot, um, maybe like a, th- a quarterback and a throw for throwing a football, it has really nothing to do with that. It's all about touch. And I feel with that touch, it's just repetition. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's such an interesting I, – I, I've just never had a – I've never played a game that was more of a mental breakdown for myself like golf. It, it's it's so much more mental, I find, than uh, than the actual physical part of it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. I think like I think golf is, 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 so, is so mental. Uh, especially, you know, cause it's not a team sport. You're out there alone. Yeah. You're out there yeah. all by yourself and, and you got to be accountable for, you know, when you have a bad day or in, in a good day, but you know, with a team sport, you know, there's always, you know, you can kind of shift the blame to someone else. Oh, you know, he didn't have his guy or, you know, I had a good game, but you yeah. know, the other, my team, the rest of my team didn't. Yeah, no, you're all, you're out there by yourself and it's, it's super mental, especially, you know, when you're playing in a tournament. Um, have you ever played in a tournament? I have, yeah. No, I try and get out, Whoa. play in as many as I as I can. Um, so it can be expensive and stuff, but so I, you're like in an amateur tournament. Yeah. Are you a pro? You're no, no, no. I'm an amateur. No, I'm not a pro. So no. anyone could join an amateur tournament. And yeah, if you wanted to sign up for a tournament, yeah, if you saw one online, you call up the golf course and you, you just you know give them your credit card number and, and you're signed up. Kind what of do thing. you win if you win an amateur tournament? Uh, money? so there'd be yeah, you'd get money to like the pro. Sh- you don't get you can't get actual physical Cash. money. Yeah, because okay. then you would technically be a pro. Okay, so yeah. what do you get? Just so you'd get like. Uh, clubs okay like they would give you you know like a good tournament you'd win you know a top of the line driver be like 600 bucks you can take it and then just sell it wow and and stuff like that uh but yeah there's different kind of they have different kind of prizes like golf clubs gift cards to the pro shop golf shoes shirts all that kind of stuff yeah but back to back to it just being so so mental like you're out there alone and especially when like things aren't going your way and you're having a bad day it can get it can get lonely out there for sure you're just kind of down on yourself and you kind of dwell on the bad shots you hit, but it's so, it's so mental in the fact that you just got to move on and focus on the next hole and just try and stay as positive as you can. And that's that's the hard thing is when you're not playing good. It's just like try to see the light at the end of the tunnel and be positive. Yeah, you have no one to look to. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, of course you have your buddies and go, yeah, good job, whatever. But at the end of the day, you have no one to blame. You have no one to lean it's, on. It's all on you. Yeah, and especially if you played a team sport your whole life, it's a different environment mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you're with your buddies, but one thing I also do like about the game of golf, it's a high morale. 
you know, even if you miss your putt, it's all you know, great putt, Jack. Good job. You'll get that next time. You know, yeah. that's it's good vibes. You know, all yeah, around. you want you want to see all your friends do well out yeah. there when you're playing together. You got you. I mean, you want to beat them at the same time, but you also, you know, you don't want to shoot 75 and then you're bu- playing your buddy and he shoot 88. You kind of want to beat him when you shoot 75 and he shoots 76 and it yeah. comes down to the last hole. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more fun that way. But, uh, you know, when I'm out on the course, we have a lot of matches with my buddies for money and, w- w- like, not that much money, but it's fun to get the juices flowing and 100%. the competitive. Because we're all competitive out there and we like to, you know, be competitive and have a match out there. It's yeah. fun. It's, it's it's a lot of fun for sure. Like yesterday we had one and I had unfortunately lost. But <laughs> How much did you lose? Is. I only lost 10 bucks. Oh, okay, but I was hoping today we're going to get him back double or nothing. So <laughs> so four guys today, including Four you? guys today. So there's going to be three others, yeah, with us. Yeah. Cart or walk? Uh, we walk. Okay, but, good. But, uh, uh, I mean, if you want a cart or whatever. No, no, no. I'd, I'd rather walk. I'd rather yeah, walk. Yeah, no, I, I like getting out there and walking. It's Especially at Heartland Point, it, it can get cold out there, though. Okay. Blow, the wind blows. It's right on the water. So, like, bring a jacket? Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, question on golf etiquette. I learned three things mm-hmm. this past uh, month. One, don't walk in front of someone's putt before they're about to putt. Yeah, so say, like, say this beer is, is the ball. Okay. And, and this beer is the flag. You don't want to walk in in this in this direction between okay. the ball and the hole of there, just because of your shoes. Okay. It, it can like put a mark in the ground and then like. Oh, that's why. That's okay, why. I thought it was. But, okay, but sorry, it, it, yeah. some people that doesn't matter because it depends on your shoes. Like I have these Adidas's on, and if I just walked in in your line yeah. between the ball and the hole with these shoes, yeah. it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference. But, but it's, it's just kind of like to walk. Yeah, it's behind. just still just to walk around okay. or or wherever it's convenient for you to get to your ball. Two, don't take everyone's score until you get to the next tee. I was taking people's score on the green, like waiting for them to putt and be like, what was your score? And the one guy was just like, just wait till we get to the next tee to get everyone's that, score. Well, that's not really an etiquette thing. That's probably just your buddy pissed he made a triple and you didn't want to remind him of it kind I of thing. I don't know. I was just but, told uh, to wait because he said it's also nice because the people watching waiting to hit onto also, the green, yeah, true, yeah, it's but, like, oh, yeah. what are these guys doing? He's taking the score on the green, do it on the next yeah. hole. Yeah, just do it whenever it's convenient. But if there's people like us, if there's people behind you waiting to hit, then yeah. Just kind of walk when everyone's done putting, and then take it on the next hole. But that that one that one's not really like a like an etiquette thing. Like no one's really preaching that one. But yeah, like whenever it's you know convenient, okay. don't want to hold people up. That's just the uh, that's the worst though. Slow play golf, waiting all the time, waiting every hole. Yeah, you're ready to play, ready to play, yeah. ready to play, ready to mm-hmm. play. Um, topping off the ball. There's been some courses I've played on this year, and it's landed literally like on a rock. And, you know, I'm with buddies that play a lot, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I do right now? Do I take the ball up and put it on a nice piece of grass, or do I keep it there and hit it off the rock? Mm-hmm. What do you, so, what's your, what's your... Well, um, when I'm playing, when I, when we're playing with my buddies, if, if it's on a rock, you know, just move it on, onto, like, just the next, like, closest piece of grass and hit yeah. it, because, I mean, we're not playing at Augusta. There's going to be, yeah. you know, shitty spots where there's a rock and stuff, and we don't want to, I'm not, you know, we're just playing around a golf. It's not worth breaking your, you know, $200 four iron yeah. off a rock. We're just playing around a golf, right? But in an actual tournament, you would have to hit it off that rock or whatever, or really? you'd have to take a penalty stroke. Yeah, Fuck. which sucks. It's Man. that's the worst. It's like you could hit a good drive, and then you'd be uh, just on a rock, and you're like, "Damn, this sucks." A hundred percent. There's been times where I'm, I'm thankful the guys are just like, "Oh yeah, just move it onto a nice piece of grass, get the pitch and wedge out, and just get it on the green." Yeah. But and if I'm hitting off the rock, it's like, "Oh Jesus." Yeah, like I don't want to break my club. It's not worth it. No, I had but, a buddy break his club the other day. Granted, it's like up on a hill, and he mm-hmm. dug into it. And uh, there was a rock right underneath the ball, like in the dirt, and it just snapped. It. Yeah, that place. That place is. Ro- I've never played granite, but I've I've heard it's it's pretty rocky there, so you yeah. never know what you're gonna get. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm learning so much. Like I said, just these past couple of weeks, so much uh, knowledge of the game. But I'm learning the knowledge just by making my own mistakes and going through the motions of it. It's like there's things that I've learned uh, that could only I guess be taught through 
making the mistakes. I'd never learn them if I never played golf. Yeah, it's, for sure. It, it's so much fun just developing your own game, figuring out what works for you, figuring out what doesn't working for you, and then getting to the next hole and then ex- essentially executing. There's no better feeling f- for me than that right now this summer, just executing a shot that you messed up on the hole before. I love it. Yeah, no, I think I think golf is one of the most fulfilling things, especially when you're uh, – you're not good at one part of your game and you're working on something and then yeah. you finally hit a good shot or you hit it down the middle or you make that long putt or something. It, it is so, it's just so fulfilling and it makes you feel so good. And you're like, man, I can do this. And yeah. like, you just want to keep getting better advice for the beginner golfer right now. The person wanting to get out, you know, isn't the best little insecure about their game. What's your advice for that person? Um, just have fun yeah. and embrace the shittiness, you know, and, and embrace it. You know, you're gonna, you got to start somewhere. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So I just think, you know, knowing, accepting the fact that, hey, like today I'm going to go shitty, but like it's a process and it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. Yeah. I guess that would be my, my, my biggest thing is just have fun with it. Cause I mean, right now we're in a time where there's not much fun going on and golf is probably the best escape for it. Only escape. Yeah. Only escape. So just, I guess it's just have fun, have fun, be out there with your bed, with your buddies. It's the best. I mean, I, I love the game and everyone that knows me knows how much I love it and just to be out there with your three best friends yeah. it's it's the best you can't you can't beat it um places you've golfed around the world that are uh magnificent I've heard like Scotland's incredible but I've also heard Arizona's unbelievable mm-hmm. your experiences in that um I I mean I I haven't traveled that much I guess but I've been I've played golf in Florida I go down to my my buddy's place in, awesome. in the in the fall in the spring awesome and they have a place in Dunedin in Florida where the Jays play okay and it's the best it's the best spot uh so we play right there their condo is right on a golf course and uh it, you can't it's one it's a super nice course too and, and that's a lot of fun but I would say my favorite I've played would would be Cabot up in in Cape Breton Re- out of all the courses all, well it, it's one of the world-renowned courses now it's one of the best places to go play golf uh it's a destination for a lot of people uh around the world they want to come to Cape Breton and play golf at Cabot I mean last two falls ago we pl- I played with some like rich bank me and my buddy played with some rich banker from the Hamptons no and he way was a member at a course that's like $250,000 initiation fee so the people I've met along the way just playing with randoms and stuff and hear their stories it's a lot of fun you meet a lot of new people that way but playing golf I'd say the best place I've played would be Cabot for sure Holy I mean shit. last year during COVID they had a deal going on because uh you, they couldn't get anyone else from the only the maritimes was the only people they could get to because no one else could come in that's a good the, point the i never thought of in. that yeah so yeah, they yeah. had to have a deal because it is expensive to play there yeah for for maritimers to play so we went in uh we went in june and there was eight of us and we played around at each course and had a night there and that was some of the funnest times <laughs> ever like i mean i mean when are you going to get you know seven of your best friends and and be able to go take two days off and go play one of the best courses in the world i mean it was the best it was so much fun and hopefully we can try and do it again this summer because yeah. i think they're gonna have to do another deal yeah so i'm hoping they will uh but yeah that was just that was so much fun and I just i wish i could just go back to it i was up at harvard i think three years ago now uh, at a hockey game and we were me doodle and billy we were all wearing vests that had uh, the nova scotia flag on the back of the vest yeah and you know all these harvard individuals they all look the same same haircut same clothes you know they got money all millionaires and we're walking around we're having a good time we got a great snap going so we're friendly we're talking to people and you know we end up talking to probably like you know honestly you know we're maritimers we we're probably, probably talking to like 10 20 people the whole game and throughout the conversations that we had with all these people who are probably above the age of 50, 60, they look at our Nova Scotia flag on the back of the vest and they go, oh, Cabot, 
from the flag, they noticed Cavett links. Wow. That's how yeah. that isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, that the for sure. I mean, a lot of people make that connection through golf because a lot of Americans for uh come up to play that course um that's and, and, you awesome. know from anywhere around the world i mean they fly in they even because a lot of them will have their own planes or just charter a jet and they'll fly into port hawksbury and then just drive up how long's the f- drive from port hawksbury to cavett uh, uh i'm not great with cape breton geography but uh <laughs> i'd say an hour that's probably an hour yeah you're gonna stretch yukon gmg yeah exactly GMC, you're probably a, probably a driver for you too it's yeah. probably a helicopter yeah well they, yeah they <laughs> have i think they have a helicopter pad right on the course too so people unreal yeah there's been a lot of celebrities that have went and played there and even famous golfers too really? have played there yeah i've been watching a lot of videos on youtube of uh of historic uh, historic matches at pebble beach and they always bring up the wind factor and the moisture of the greens factor when it comes to Pebble Beach. And watching, Tiger said this, he goes, it's fun watching Pebble Beach become Pebble Beach. And when that happens, you're able to determine the pretenders from the real golfers. And I thought that was a really cool thing for Tiger to say where you're able to bring in weather mm-hmm. and the weather is able to determine whether or not a golfer is the real deal or, uh, yeah, you know. For you sure, know. especially, and I mean, where I'm a member at, the weather is so, you know, indicative of what your score is going to be that day. I mean, that wind can get howling, and you're hitting four iron or three wood from, like, 170 yards. And it's a play, and stuff, it's, you can't fake it. You can't fake your way around those places that's going to, you know, expose you, and it's going to show who the good golfer is that day and who's the shitty golfer that day. Yeah. And I, I, that is true, though, especially with courses along the water. It's, it, you can get exposed out there if you're not hitting it well. I heard a quote, if it's breezy, swing hit easy. it, swing easy. Yeah. If you're so, what is that? You got three iron. Or what do you say? Went, three wood that that gets it low. It's like a stinger. Well, yeah. I mean, it dep- all depends where you put it in, in your stance. Mm. But you, I mean, if you're hitting a driver or something, the ball's going to get up quick. And, um, but you don't want that on a windy course. It's, well, if the wind's at your back, then yeah, you let it fly and hit it as far as you can. But when the wind's India, you you want to keep it low because that'll it'll go further in the in the grand scheme of things. Okay. And I I think hitting shots into the wind are, are difficult, especially I find for myself they're difficult, just because uh, I find I force it too much and I flip my hands and then I I hit it left. I'm I miss my miss is left. Yeah. I I assume most new golfers is a slice. If you're yeah, a lefty, a, you're hit, I, yeah. I, you're I left to right or right. To, like you're you're a righty. I'm so a you're ready, hitting it left I was or right. A slicer. Okay. But How's that coming along? It's coming along great. I I figured it out. Like I said, I've lowered down the path. What is going on back there? Anyone that's listening to this podcast via audio, we're doing it outside. So if you hear dogs barking in construction, just just know. Um, but the I'm, I've been taking care of the slice because I've brought down my power and I've focused more on my setup and I guess you could say my mechanics of the swing. Like this is kind of all bullshit to me. What really matters to me is the downswing and getting on top of it at a sense, like I said, where I can get it out and not slice it. Everyone said it's in in the hips, and I'm sure it is in the hips, but I, I find most of my power is in my chest and in my core for when I'm swinging the club, which allows me not to slice it. Don't take any advice from me if you're listening to this, but I find it just helps me, uh, I, I find it helps me get the ball straighter for some reason. I, I really focus on my swing from when it coming down right here outwards. That's just me, though. Now, have you, uh, have you, do you like watching golf? Like, do you watch like watching golf on TV? On the the Masters definitely the Masters. was a big part this year of getting me, uh, getting me hooked. I remember that Sunday when it started. Mm-hmm. It was kind of boring when it first started, so I went up to Fairview Driving Range and hit for like an hour, came back, and then watched the end of it. But the Masters was really uh, even Twitter on the, during the Masters. Mm-hmm. It, 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 Especially with the big it, golf it tournaments, yeah. it gets a lot of you know people that aren't into golf into golf. It influenced me. Yeah. 
for sure. So who who would you say your favorite golfer is? I really liked. I really like uh, DJ. Yeah, I really liked him. He, he, his swing looked. Effortless. You kind of got the DJ build, honestly. You know, Do I? tall and slim. Yeah, he had he had he had this confidence about him that. I don't know. Just allowed him to, to to play well. Isn't he the best golfer in the world right now? Number I would, one. I would say he's the best. Yeah. His swing just looked effortless. And when I, I got my buddy to he film, rips the ball. Yeah. I but it, but that's what I had a couple. I'll show you. I'll show you some of my videos after this. I had a buddy film me, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like, "Man, your swing is effortless," which it is. Like I'm just going 30, 40, maybe fifty percent, and it's getting you know me off my driver. It's probably going two fifty, two hundred. But like I said, I'm happy with it because it's not going left, it's not going right, it's going center. So I don't know. I just like DJ because I'm sure he is drilling. What what could DJ drive the ball? Four hundred? Three, three between three, yeah, three, three, three fifty. So yeah. and like I said at the beginning of this podcast, my goal is by August to maybe bring that swing up to eighty percent and get a little bit more distance. But right now I'm playing it safe just to keep it straight. But mm-hmm. I really like DJ. He was great to to watch. Yeah. yeah, no, DJ is he's he's a he's a great golfer. He's one of the best, and it's good to see him win because he struggled a lot, uh, you know, a few years back trying to get over the hump of winning, you know, a major and yeah. winning those big tournaments. And it's nice to see, you know, it all come together for him because, like I said, you know, he's one of the – he's probably the best in the world right now. When, when he's on when he's on his game, he's tough to beat. Let me ask you this. Do you, you remember maybe uh, – you probably don't, but there was a time probably early 2000s, 90s, where chefs had a big time getting out and becoming part of the public and being known as a celebrity – and uh, that's changed. If you look at Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace, he's a celebrity. There's so many chefs that are celebrities. And I look at golfers, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure you know a lot more golfers than I do, and I'm sure some of them are celebrities. I'm, cer- I'm sure some of them are just amateurs trying to get better. But do you think that there's a market for golfers that are professional within the future to, I don't know, maybe maybe have a reality show, maybe maybe, maybe have that element of celebrity? Because I, I don't, other than Tiger and some other golfers, I... I really just don't see their personalities or, or see them on the forefront of the media. Do you think yeah. that's a thing in the future? No, I, I think I think so for sure. I think there's a lot of players that are uh, that are up and coming now that are really marketable. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like you know getting to know them outside of the course and and knowing what 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 it's like to when they're you know with their buddies or yeah. stuff like that. And I know I know what you mean because you when you're watching pro golf, you don't really know them from the outside. I mean, with stuff. You know, in other pro sports, you know, they do a lot more content stuff and you can kind of get a sense of like who, you know, these guys are. But I think when you go out there, I think a lot of players are starting to get better at, you know, marketing themselves and doing what they can to, you know, promote the game and promote themselves outside of the game. I mean, you look at guys on Twitter like Max Homa. He's one of the top players and he's he's a funny guy on Twitter. He's got a big following. I would compare him to like a biz nasty really? of, of hockey, okay. yeah, uh, and and he he's really good. And same, with my favorite guy is Ricky Fowler. He used to be big on social media. He's his game hasn't been the greatest in the last couple of years, but uh, he was one of the most marketable guys. He was a yeah, young guy, bright coming orange up. guy, yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's him. And um, but yeah, no, I th- I think for sure they're the game is getting more marketable. Like the players are kind of you know taking a step outside of their comfort zone. And I think a great example of that was Phil Mickelson when he got onto Twitter and Instagram and stuff and was doing all these things with like his calves and you know just making funny <laughs> tweets. I think uh, I think that was good for the game too because it you know it shined a light on you know these guys are you know funny guys off the course. Yeah. And, yeah, but I, I think for sure that the game is being more marketable. Yeah, I just noticed that when I was watching videos on YouTube. Are you good, by the way? You need another beer? You're no, good? no, You're I'm good? good. I don't okay. need another beer. No. Uh, but I remember just watching uh, some of these videos on YouTube, and just it would, it would be like Tiger. Um, I don't Who's the other guy? Uh, Phil? 
No, it wasn't Phil. It was a bunch of Nike athletes. The guy from Scotland. Uh, there, that goes to show you how much I know about Roy golf. McElroy? Roy, that's who it Roy. was. And a couple other Nike athletes. And they're all just like chipping away. And they're always probably like a 12-minute video of them in the bunker just trying to get the, the ball out of the 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 ball out of the sand. And they make using, it look easy. It, it, they do, but it, it was it, there was no editing. It was just them just shooting the shit, talking about getting the ball out of the bunker. And what then works for them and what doesn't. Some of them talking about their surgery and then how they had to adjust their swing after the surgery. And I was watching the video for 12 minutes straight. I was so interested in what they had to say. And I was looking through other videos like this and I couldn't find anything. And this was just a Nike video. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's Callaway? Where's Titleist? Where, why, where are their athletes? Why aren't they doing things like this? And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's because these are the best athletes that golf has to offer. And I was, I don't know, it just had the head rolling of, okay, where are these other golfers and where are their personalities? So that, that, that's where that question came from. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Nike usually signs, you know, the biggest names yeah. as possible. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, still with other golf brands, there's a lot of big names with other golf brands like TaylorMade and Callaway yeah. and stuff like that. But but yeah, no, the golf videos and stuff like you can go, you can get yourself into a deep hole on YouTube if you're looking at golf oh. stuff. Like I love watching like old, old tournaments, like, you know, a 2000. I love watching like the Jordan Spieth when he won the U.S. Open okay. a couple of years back. That was really eventful. And they have like a, there's like a video on YouTube. My favorite one though, I would be, uh, it's called Tiger and Rocco. Okay. And, uh, that was made by like the USGA when okay. they, they had like a, a big duel in, uh, 2007, I think. Yeah. And that was at Torrey Pines and that, they just made a cool video of how it was, you know, them two going down to the wire and how it all worked out. And Tiger was playing on one leg cause he had tore his ACL. What year was this? 2007. That was 2007, the 2007 okay, okay, US yeah. Open. And he had torn his ACL that week on like the Thursday and, yeah. and he ended up winning and it was pretty incredible to walk 18 holes in on one leg and win a tournament wow yeah that's that's my favorite video so if you got a chance to check it out it's like 50 minutes and it oh, just breaks it. down the whole week it's awesome what's it called again Tiger and Rocco remind me before you go yeah. Tiger and Rocco I was watching the, the Pebble Beach one this morning before you got here mm-hmm. I don't know what year. It looked like nine. It gets you fired up. You just want to go play golf in that moment, right then and there. You want oh, to pack up and go play. Oh, here, I was chipping in the backyard. Yeah. I just, I. Well, you I, got your glove on. You're ready yeah. to go. Oh my god, man! I'm telling. I'm a. You know what I'm worried about is work. Like I'm at the course and I'm playing. Eight, I've, the pro, the past week I've played every day for the past four days. So I'm not playing today, but I'll be out with you mm-hmm. filming. But the past four days I've been playing. And you start to worry about like work, even though there's really no work to be done right now, unfortunately, but it's consumed so much time. But at the same time, you have to think back to you're never going to have a time like this in the history yeah. of your Just, life. Yeah, and my have, life have of, fun with it. Of, Enjoy it as much as you can. Exactly. But when you're getting that email in the pocket, you're like, oh, fuck, okay, I got to go, I got to get back to work. But anyways, it's, it's extremely time consuming. But like what you said at the beginning of the episode, no one has more free time than right yeah, now. Yeah, everyone's a golfer now. Yeah. But I think, uh, to that point, like, I love just being out there and, you know, I find when I'm playing golf, it's kind of an escape for me from, like, the real world. Like, you don't got to worry about anything, go to school or work. And yeah. you just kind of go out and just, just enjoy the moment and be with your buddies and yeah. just have fun and try not to worry about all the other stuff. It's kind of just, like, therapeutic. Just oh, being 100%. Out there. Yeah. 100%. It just puts you in a better mood. It's like you start your day off shitty and you just go play golf and you kind of forget about it. And then you come back and you're just, like, you just your mind's clear. You're, like, yeah. you can see the world differently. And you almost feel like a pro. Like you, you, you know, you can have an identical shot as a pro. Oh, you could. yeah, it's for just sure. About making sure that those shots are consistent. Yeah, it's the consistency but, part. But there's just it's it's there's an element of fun that you just can't describe. Just mm-hmm. knowing that oh, that shot was incredible. Can I replicate that? And the, like that little bit of extra effort to make that shot happen again. It's what brings I you back. Know. It's what keeps bringing them back. And that shot always happens on the 18th or the 9th. Yeah, yeah, for always. sure. Um, yeah, like when I'm not when I'm not working. I mean, I'm at the course, and I'm not one to 
be picky on the weather. Like if it's shitty out, like I'll still play. I'm mean, just just to get out there. It's you know it's something to do. And like I've had countless rounds in the pouring rain, really? or the freezing cold, or yeah. And it's it's just still fun. I mean you know it's golf and it's it makes it a lot harder. But um, but yeah, it's just to get out there. It's just to be. It's just way better than being inside and doing nothing. How many windbreakers do you own? Uh see, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a guy that I'm probably one of the only guys that like it, it takes a lot for me to layer up. You don't layer up? Well, I I do, but it, it it's got to get real cold for me to wear you know pants on the on the course or like throw a quarter zip on or something. I'm I'm a shorts guy early in the year. Really? Yeah, I You're bring out the shorts. No, tomorrow today I'm gonna wear pants, but okay. but yesterday I wore shorts and I've I wore shorts a couple weeks ago too. I bring out the shorts early. I'm a shorts guy. Okay. But uh, but today no. Today's gonna be pants. Today's gonna be pants. There's there's an, also a feel to what you're wearing. Yeah. If it's cold out. Sometimes I really don't want to wear a sweater, but I want to wear a t-shirt. Well, sometimes when you're, I love the sometimes polo. when you're playing golf though, and you layer up, you feel restricted when you're swinging. Hundred percent. And and it's annoying because you're like, oh, like you want to blame your restrictedness on the shitty shot you just hit. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it's that's true that you're like, yeah, like I just kind of turned, but like my sweater kind of restricted me and. Hundred percent. And it's not the same as just you know wearing like a, a golf shirt and shorts or pants. When I was watching the Masters, I was watching DJ warm up in a sweater. Mm-hmm. He gets up to the first tee box. He takes the sweater off. I was like, oh. Maybe that might just be a feel thing for him. Maybe it got warm on the first tee. But but why would you warm up with the sweater on? I guess maybe to get the muscles loose. I guess. But I was like, that'd be a different feel. I feel like even like a little bit of droopiness around your arms. Having, yeah. It's a, like I said, it's, it's a feel thing for me. Yeah. No, I I agree though. Like sometimes, like yesterday, I think. I hit a shot, and I was like, ah, I kind of felt restricted when I put the quarter zip on, and then I took it off, and it felt better. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it, it's almost like you got to get like the perfect sweater to yeah. have on, so you don't feel anything. Golf attire is, I think, a, the, one of the most underrated things about golf. Don't get me wrong; I know nothing. I about love showing off the course, looking good. Golf attire, I think, is up there with like soccer attire on how well it fits, how well it uh, is athletic, and it bends. When I was in Golf Town Sport Check. Those are the only two places I really go to shop. Marshall and Winners. Marshall, Marshall's and Winners for golf clothes, half the price, and they got a good selection too. Yeah, it's, it's incredible clothing. Incredible. Mm. It's it it's flexible. It's breathable. It's light, and it allows you to perform. You know, it allows you to look good, which is the most important thing. It's fucking yeah. If you're gonna be shitty, you might as well look the it's part. A hundred percent. But that's the thing. You don't want to be the guy showing up to the course looking good, but you're the worst fucking player. Yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy. So that's why I'm not investing everything in the attire yet. But nonetheless, golf attire, I think, is uh, the way you feel out there and the way you look. I, what does it look good? Feel good? Play good? Yeah. I think that's a thing on golf. I think also too is like you know wearing golf clothes and stuff and looking good and feeling good and playing good is good. But I also think like. People, golf gets a bad rep because, you know, it might not be that welcoming and it might not, you know, yeah. people think, yo, I got to dress like this or like if I'm just going to the driving range, I got to, you know, get a golf shirt and stuff. And that's not the case. Like if you just want to go to the driving range, you know, wear, wear whatever you want. Yeah. Or like if you're just going to play golf, you know, wear, wear, like wear, wear whatever really. I mean, a pet peeve though for me is like wear, just wearing, wearing jeans playing golf. Can't wear I'm not jeans. A, no. And, but like, I'm just not a jeans guy in general. Like I just don't. It's not that comfortable. I see people going for a walk in jeans. I'm like, why are you walking in jeans? Like yeah. it's not that comfortable. Put on like <laughs> put on some sweats or something. But yeah, but no. Like I said, like if you just want to go, you know, play golf, you know, wear whatever. I mean, I was 
working at the golf course the other day. A guy showed up. They were playing golf in a Vince Carter and Mike Bibby jersey, and they were having a no, ball. No, they did. Yeah, they had it. They had it. That's what they were playing. I mean, All right, go but that's, for it. What am I supposed to say? That's good, the good kind of. I mean, that's the kind of golf course I uh, work at, Montague. It's a place where people like beginners go to kind of develop okay. and and get good and and work on their game. Yeah. So I mean, if that's what you want to wear playing golf, be my guest. As I long mean, as you don't hold me up, I don't care what. you Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing with golf is that you know it could be more welcoming and just you know it's it's you know it's, it could be for anyone. And yeah. I think it doesn't really matter if you want to wear a Vince Carter jersey. Go be my guest. Have yeah. fun because you just want to try and grow the game as much as you can. It's because, like I said, I mean, not many people are doing much right now, and everyone's a golfer, so it's nice to get that exposure to the game of golf. It'll be very interesting to see where golf in Nova Scotia goes from this year to maybe ten years, fifteen years from now. Because I don't see myself ever quitting. Mm-hmm. I and I think that's the same for a lot of people. I think I think it's had a positive impact. I mm-hmm. mean, this you know, COVID has turned you know. A negative into positive in the golf industry. I think a lot of people are going to stick with it and have fell in love with it because yeah. they've had nothing else to do and they've taken it up. Like skiing and snowboarding in the winter. I mean, yeah. the ski hills. You know, I was a skier this summer. Or sorry, this winter. Same. I've never skied before ever. First time this year. Mm-hmm. Same. I was the same way, and I I loved it. I had a lot of fun with my buddies out there. I, I love preaching on this podcast. Like this is the year of trying new things, just getting out and doing something different. Mm-hmm. And one thing I tried tennis. It was all right. I might try still go for it, but skiing too. I'll definitely try skiing, but. Man, nothing compares to golf. Nothing. It's the best. Love it. Yeah. It's too good. Mm-hmm. It's, Especially it's on, an, on, on a good. nice day. You get a perfect day out there. It's, there's no other place you want to be. We're advertor. Osprey Ridge is advertising with us. They're yeah, sponsor, I seen that they're yesterday on your this story. Episode. Okay. So we're pumped about that. And my cottage is probably like 30 minutes from the range, or from the course, excuse me. And there's just a part of me that just wants to almost – ask bill the, the owner there and just be like can we just set up shop here in the clubhouse and do the podcast out of here and i like i, I kind of want to live at the cottage this summer just mm-hmm. so i can play as much as i can at osprey are you a member at osprey this well we, we worked out like a corporate deal okay, so cool. we can yep. play as much as we nice. want and things That's like awesome. that so we're like there's a part of me that really wants to kind of make that happen mm-hmm. i've just, played osprey you know, a couple times and i like the course a lot um me and my buddy we played in the provincial two ball there uh, a couple of years ago, and it, it was a nice course. I think they did a lot uh, renovations and stuff to it, yeah. and they've made it. They've made it really nice. The clubhouse is really nice oh, there. It's beautiful. like up on the hill, and it's it's wicked. Right off the 18th, it yeah. makes you want to go there and just have a couple beer. It's awesome, and it looks over like this. It looks over the first tee and the 18th mm-hmm. hole. It's, it's it's a great setting. Couple big steep hills there. If you're walking, it's not a lot of fun. Calves to be burning. I've only played there twice, and that was last year. But this year, I haven't been able to get up because of the restrictions in the HRM. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting to to get back and, and and see what the course looks like again. When I played it last year, I wasn't I was in no state to remember. Okay. But <laughs> I wanted. I, I. But anyways, that's in the back of my head because I don't know how long these restrictions are going to go on for. And if I can get you know golf in at a place where I can do work and promote them because mm-hmm. they're promoting us, yep. I don't know. Just my head's spinning. If no. I, if I kind of want to dedicate this whole summer to golf, you know, because hockey guys love golf. Like as soon as when we posted those uh, things on our Instagram yesterday, saying that we're with Osprey this summer, we got like messages from like ten hockey guys going, "Let's get out and play." So it's like if they're gonna get there and I'm gonna meet them there, it's like okay, well, let's get a podcast done here. We'll get a round of golf yeah. here for content. So that's kind of where you my can head's find in. such a common ground with golf. Oh man. 
A hundred percent. Well said. Mm-hmm. Such a common ground with golf. It's a universal sport where you can find people to come and play and, and shoot the shit. And, you know, I think it would be a better experience to go play 18 holes with a guy and then do a podcast with him afterwards. You know what I mean? Get to you know learn a lot more about people just 100%. playing golf. And, and yeah, for sure. Oh, well said as well. You do learn a lot about people, about their tempers, about their uh, calmness and able to, to, to make that putt when they've already double bogeyed. It's it's uh, it's a hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I mean, yeah. To uh, like. I feel like hockey and golf kind of have a similar, you know, body mechanics kind of thing. Like yeah. there's kind of a, a connection there. And, and I mean, obviously hockey is a winter sport. So in, in the summertime, you know, what are you going to do? And a lot yeah. of guys do play golf and a lot of my hockey friends, you know, they're, they're big golfers in the summer. I'm, I actually have a funny story with, um, with Heinem. We play, we play in a golf tournament. I guess last year was the first year, like our whole friend group, we go to this tournament, Abercrombie, which is in New Glasgow. Okay. And me, me and him were partners for it. Okay. So Heinem just got really into golf last year, and he got he, he improved a lot. Like, he went from, like, you know, a 24 handicap to, like, he cut it down to, like, a 12 by the end of last summer. And now you know, he, Yeah, and now wow. he's, like, a 10, and he's, and, and he's doing great. And uh, so we signed up for this tournament. We were playing a scramble. So if you don't know what, what that, that is. Mean? So... I hit a drive. If me and you were partners, I hit a drive. You hit a drive, and we take the best one out of that, and we just keep doing oh, that until like the that. ball's in the I hole. I did that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what the tournament is. Okay. So in those tournaments, they still are competitive, but like a scramble tournament's a little more fun, a little more laid back. Yeah. You know, you're you're having drinks out on the course, but it's still competitive, and you still want to try and do the best. So me and Heinem signed up. We were a team, and I've played in many tournaments before, so like I don't really get nervous or nothing. It doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, but Heinem was nervous. It was his first ever tournament playing. <laughs> is this, this was after the Mem Cup and everything. The, yeah, this was yeah, this was last summer. So he so, got nervous for that. <laughs> so yeah, and he was telling me how he was more nervous for this tournament than like hockey games and stuff. And like I just thought it was hilarious. So to fuck with him a little more, we told him we told him there was a cut. So like you know how in normal golf tournaments, you know there's there's you, you have your four rounds and then after two rounds there's a cut. So if you're not you know, oh really? Start, that, well, that's in pro golf, like in the professional. Okay, but even in the tournament you played in, that was the thing as well. No, no, no. There, there's no cut. We were fucking. We were telling oh, so him. Yeah, we were telling. We were telling, okay, okay, we were okay, telling okay, him there okay, was okay, a cut, you, making you, him more you, nervous, okay. getting him worked up. <laughs> so we drive down the Friday to play our practice round. Yeah. And we're staying at a friend's cottage for the weekend, and you know, I'm in his ear saying like, "Hey, you know, there's a cut. Like, we we got to play good. I mean, yeah. we can still have fun, but yeah. we we got to play good." So we're playing our practice round, and he's booting the ball around, and he's he's doing terrible. And I can just tell, like, he's so nervous, and he's he's just, like, fed up with the way he's playing. And, like, the seventh or eighth hole rolls around, and he hits a bad shot, and he just snaps. He loses. He slams his club. He's like, he's like Jack, he's like, I'm going to let you down, man. We're going to miss the cut. Like, you know, it's going to be such a bad weekend. Like, I'm so nervous. And then at that point, I had to end the joke because, like, it just wouldn't have went well. I was like, Heinem, I was like, dude, we're, we're fucking with you. Like, there's no cut. I was like, we're going to have fun this weekend. It's going to be a good time, and we're going to do good. And um. And he laughed, and everyone was laughing about it. And, uh, you know, the next day we show up to the tournament, and he still is super nervous on the first tee, and he hits a shot, and he hits it He hits it good. And um, I think after that, it settled in. And we did pretty good for, like, a team on the first day, and then the second day we were a little hungover, and, and it didn't it didn't go so well. I don't know if, if the hangover's to blame, but I just don't think it was our day the second day. But, yeah, no, it was a, it was a lot of fun to, to pull that joke with him and, you know, get him worked up. Oh, he man. was so nervous. He so told nervous. he told the best story about you and the mem cup and the beers. Mm, yeah, no, that was tell that was that, fun. I'll tell that story again. Okay, so um, I yeah. guess it started. I don't really know how it started. I, I guess I just walked down and 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 I had a beer in my hand and I just banged on the glass the first to get his team. attention. I don't even I don't know if it was in the playoff. I think it might have been like just one time when he was in town for a regular season game. It started. Okay, and I did it, and I think he scored. 
I did like I went down it and then and then yeah. it kind of stuck or, or they or they'd win or they'd have a good game and I just kind of stuck and I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and then you know the rest is history they won and stuff so he's at uh, he well, he's at Acadia now and they're hosting nationals I think next year so he wants me to keep the tradition going is it going to be in Halifax yeah yeah that's yeah it's going to be in Halifax so uh, the I guess the beer chug is going to have to make a an appearance again awesome we'll mic you up for that too yeah well I haven't I don't <laughs> we'll know I haven't like chugged many beers <laughs> since since the Mem Cup so I don't I don't know how my my skills are going to be but. Those those beers at the Metro Center they get to you they're crack oh, beers. There's something they, in there's them. some they put some something in them. You have two and you're you're falling over. Or something. I keep preaching to the guys like don't get me wrong I want to go watch hockey but I just want to be in a rink with ten thousand people with a solid buzz. Have you ever been to a golf tournament? No, but I've heard incredible things. Awesome. I heard the prices of food are great or something like that. Well, at the Masters it's super cheap. Just like a it's like kind of like a Costco and a hot dog. A dollar fifty for a for a hot dog and a pop. It's like a dollar fifty for a sandwich at the Masters. But it's then, just like, but then to get in you have to be like on a waiting list. How does well, yeah, that? Yeah. So the I think the Masters how it works is there's a ticket draw. Yeah. And and you put your name in and and if you get it you get it. And, but if you get it through the Masters it's like it's like six seven hundred bucks for your whole week pass, which is nothing, which is incredible. But that's if you get in. You that's if you get points. in. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then if you want, if you go through like StubHub or Ticketmaster to get uh, like a Sunday at the Masters, it's like three grand just to get in. Have you ever joined the list to try to get in? Uh, no, but I'm trying. I'm going to try this year because one of my buddies, his dad lives in South Carolina and we kind of want to go down and make a trip of it no next way. next year. My girlfriend's uncle lives in South Carolina. Yeah, and, he's only, and, it's, only, and it's only an hour from Augusta. So even just to be around the Masters, for the, like maybe if we don't even get on the property, who cares? But just to be in the area for the for the whole Masters and the buzz, yeah. it would be a lot of fun. John Daly has a... He does a a thing at Hooters in Augusta. <laughs> he does like a big, he does like a party and stuff during the Masters at Augusta. Yeah. So, so what's that, so what's the best thing? Sorry about a golf tournament. What, what what's so fun about it? Um, I I don't know. It, it's like well, it can be rewarding. It's it's good to like, you know, it's how you stack up against other people. Yeah, it's good to like see where you stand. Like against pros? Not well, no, not against pro. Oh, like you talking about playing in a golf tournament? No, being going at one? to one. Oh, going to oh, going. To oh, one. is that okay. what your question was? You said, have you ever been to a tournament? Well, yeah, like a pro one. Have you ever watched? No. The, no. Okay. Yeah, I've been. I went to. I go to one in, in Tampa when we go uh, in the in the spring. They usually one that lines up, but the PGA Tour changed their schedule, so it doesn't anymore. Yeah. So I went to that one twice, and that was so much fun. We I got to see Tiger play. No. Yeah. How close did you get to him? Uh, I'd say from like me to the camera. No, I was. Yeah, I got saw, pictures on my phone. You saw him and swing the club. Swing. Yeah, and well, yeah, he would have been from like here to like that bench swinging, but like his his caddy was right at like the camera, and him was at the camera. What's like, his we caddy's were, name? Williams or whatever? Uh, Joe Lacava. Oh, the new guy. Okay. Yeah, Steve Williams was Steve, his old one. He that guy has some great stories. Yeah, yeah, the, for sure. The, the, he lost the balls. He didn't have balls on mm-hmm. the. Pebble Beach. You ever well, yeah, that he only story? had one ball one left, ball and left. he had to hit it and play, yeah. or else it was done. Okay, um, keep going. So, what was it like seeing Tiger that? Oh, play? it was super cool. Just like you know, the buzz around him. You know, it's almost like you know, you get you can like feel when he's around. You know, when when yeah. he's like coming on, like at the first tee, like there's kind of a buzz. You he can kind of hear people. Yeah. You can kind of feel like the, you, yeah, you can yeah. feel the energy when he's when he's coming to the tee, and and it's super cool. And like everyone just gets amped up when he's around, and like when he hits a good shot, everyone's like, "Come on, Tiger!" Like everyone's rooting him on. And I think the coolest moment was at that tournament. He was in contention too, and it was just after he w- he was making his comeback, and he he ended up winning at the end of the year. But he was he was making a charge on Sunday, and he was in a Sunday red, and it was the coolest thing. Oh, and we were on the seventeenth hole, and he he had a long birdie putt, like fifty feet down the hill, a tough putt, like tough to even get it a two putt. Wow! And I wanted to take my phone out to video him for this putt and I yeah. was like I, I wanna like I wanna video it just in case it goes in but I was like nah like I'm just gonna just be in the moment yeah. kind of thing and he walks up he's looking it over he's going back and forth 
and uh, he steps up and he he drains it. Yeah. And we everyone just gets up and goes nuts. We're like, oh my god! Like he drained he, it. He drained it on the seventeenth, and that was to go like one back of the lead yeah. on the eighteenth. So we needed a birdie the eighteenth, which he didn't. But that was that was like the one of the coolest moments ever was to just to be there and like the energy it was and like just that moment he gave a fist pump and like it was the coolest thing. Like a ti- like witnessing a tiger fist pump. That's pretty cool. That's unreal. That's a great story. That man, wow. Did you go back and look on TV and see if you could see yourself? Uh, I did. I tried. My parents were watching the tournament when, when we were down there, and they caught us a couple times. They could see us a couple times yeah. on the TV, like the way the camera was. But that on that hole, no, you couldn't. You couldn't see where we were. But that was a cool thing, and just to watch, just to watch the pros. I mean, in any sport, just to kind of watch them and warm up or stuff, and like see how they do, like their approach to the game, and like what they're doing or what they're saying to their caddies, and like how they're thinking. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Especially to go see a practice round. I never got to see one of them, but I think those would be worth your time because. That's more, there's not many people around at the course, and, like, they're, you know, getting all their yardages and seeing, you yeah. know, where to be on the course and preparing for the tournament. And I think that's that would be one of the cooler things, to see how they go about that. I'd love to be able to do that, especially be that close to Tiger and see his approach and see how everything is set up as he gets ready to swing a club. That would be really cool. There's no other sport like that other than, I guess, basketball if you're sitting courtside. Yeah. But, like, being that close to an athlete as they prepare to do their job. Mm-hmm. Especially when, really cool. yeah, you can be you can get you can get real close at a golf tournament to guys, especially, you know, if they hit one, you know, in the trees where the sta- where the fans are. and then You're by every, the tree. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're running over to keep right by the ball, and then you're right there when he's hitting. And, yeah, no, it's cool. You can get you can get real close to guys. Awesome. Am I asking, am I not supposed, should I be asking something? I'm trying to think here. Covered a lot. The relationship of Nova Scotia and golf, it's going to grow. Tiger, golf swag, Heinem, chugging beers. Yep. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I should be bringing up right now. Do you – I got I got, I got a question for you. Since you're new to golf, do you do you cart? No, I don't like it. No, 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 like with with, with a push cart. Do you got it? Do you oh, like no, have a, I carry Oh, you one. carry? Okay. Because yeah. um, I just have a big pet peeve with me and carts. Um like a push cart, like it's called a push cart. Like you put your yeah. clubs on. Oh, you gotta push. People drag it. People, dra- people drag yeah. it like this. Yeah. Like and I, then they I, lose cover heads. Well, yeah, but I, I just think it just looks, it just looks funny to me. Like carts are made to like push them. Push. You never want to, you never want to drag them. Yeah. And it's just, it, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like it just, it just looks funny. I there's, just laugh when I see that. There's some incredible carts out there. I was with a guy the other day playing. Had a cooler, four cup holders, Bluetooth. And there was one the other day too, where the, the, there was one following him. The guy wasn't even pushing. It was yeah, like, yeah. You just G- got a remote control, and, and it just it just goes. No, he didn't even have a remote. He had a GPS in his pocket, and it followed him. Oh, it like it stayed okay. like six feet from him at huh. all times. It was crazy. And then whenever he wants to go and tee off, he just like turns the GPS off so it doesn't follow him. It was, it was really fucked. Hmm. Crazy though. What, I couldn't uh, imagine how much that was. What would you say? What would be your biggest goal this? summer for golf like what like a target score like what would be like what do you want to do like what's your goal wanna, like a break a I want to break 80 you want to break 80 break okay 80. I shot uh I shot 45 in the front okay. nine yesterday where did you play yesterday granite granite and okay. I've been told that that's a very tough course so I'm happy it, I heard it's heard it's tight and it's I've never played yeah. granite but it, I heard it, it's it's tight and rocky and you can get some bad bounces yeah. and stuff I shot a 103 two days ago but yeah yesterday I shot a 45 on the front nine so my goal is to is to you know Break eighty. Yeah, I mean stick. I mean you just gotta, like I said, you gotta stick with it, get your reps in, and, and you know put the time in. Yeah, you gotta put the time in. And I sure. find myself putting the time in right here in the backyard, chipping because I can get it down the fairway. Mm-hmm. It's just around the green. Around that's where you, that's where you your strokes. You know that's where you make improvements is yeah. around the green and if stuff. I, if I can if I can chip onto the green six feet six feet from the pin, 
I can see myself doing well. No three putts, too. Got to eliminate three putts. No three putts. But I find the three putts don't come if you're able to chip the ball onto the green, even if you want to get it from the second shot. I love my pitching wedge. Like, like That's I'm, your go-to? I, I'm going to – I got – I'm just trying to figure out three clubs in my bag. I think I figured out my driver. I really, really want to figure out my uh, my hybrid. I, I don't have it figured out, but I f- you can get so much power on the on the fairway from a hybrid. Um, but I'm really trying to figure out my pitching wedge, and I'm, I think I'm close. I just a little bit more practice, I think. But yeah, what range do you go to? You go, is there one around here? You just go to? Fairview. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah oh yeah. I think I I know where that is. Kind yeah. of behind Canada Game Center. Yeah, kind of okay. up there, like Bears Lake, Halifax yeah. West. Okay. Okay. All right, man, so we got what time? 3.30? 3.30 tea time. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on the no podcast. No problem. Thank I you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this was a lot today. of fun. It's going to be fun this afternoon. I'm, I'm ready. I was I was nervous for it, and then you asked me to come on the podcast, and I think being on this made me less nervous for being out on the course. But that's, that's what I'm going back to. It's like how much fun would it be to play 18 holes with a guy and then do a podcast after? Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? That's the kind of the thing I'm going for this year. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but no, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun today. We'll see how it goes we'll out there. Goes. Yeah. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate all the support. This is the High Button Podcast. Stay tuned for whatever's coming next. Hopefully the HRM opens up and we can go do some stuff. But with that being said, we're going to have as much fun as we can within the HRM, and we're out. Peace. Along a frosty road